We just got back from a client weekend in New York City. We do these about one to two times a year, just with the intention of getting together to connect in person, rest, reflect, enjoy each other's companies. Usually a small group, whether it's those who are in the grads program, which is the 12-month program after boot camp, or for those that I've been working more closely with uh, one-on-one for several years now. Just a good chance for us to, to one, have in-person experiences, but two, just connect and build relationship and friendship. And um, and so it was really fun because we started the weekend at this place called Kettle Tea in Brooklyn. So if you're visiting or if you live in New York, highly recommend Kettle Tea. Uh, it's a Japanese-inspired shop and they do tastings. And so we did a private tasting there. And then we had this um, this amazing lunch at a place called Acre in Brooklyn, also Japanese-inspired um, Savannah, my wife, is very much in the stream of anything Japanese right now. Uh, she does art, and so that's what's really been inspiring her recently. And um, so that was definitely a source of the inspiration for the trip. But uh, but after that, we headed to uh, Long Island City for cold exposure, a cold exposure experience, aka like a 33-degree ice bath. Now, if you're already in touch with the whole world of cold exposure, then you're, you're probably aware of its many health benefits. If you're not, I'll just quickly walk through them. Definitely improves mood, focus, and attention, that's for sure. Um, there's the, the dopamine effects there. There's the anti-inflammatory benefits, pain reduction, immunity boosting, and improved insulin sensitivity, just to name a few. Now, there's many, many more health benefits I'm sure I'm not aware of, uh, but we weren't really using cold exposure, cold treatment as a life hack or even as a recovery technique. Instead, we were using this experience to help people find the line between our mind's learned responses from trauma in our life and our body's natural survival instincts. Let me explain what that means. Okay. The first thing I'll tell you is is that uh, there are parameters or to do this and be healthy and be safe there are a couple things that are really important to know. I did a seminar with the Art of Breath. Uh, it's a group who goes goes around and kind of shares all the the nuances and scientific kind of nerdy details about heat and cold exposure. I did that back in Philadelphia in 2019. That was when I was first introduced to this as a means of uh, more than just you know something you do after a, a hard workout. It was really powerful because it, it opened my eyes to start to see how this could be used as a tool for so much more um, than just a recovery technique. A couple of things I learned just maybe as like disclaimers, don't do this ever with alcohol in your system. Have somebody, especially if it's your first time, have somebody else who knows what they're doing around. It's worth reading up about before you do it just to get some basics around what's maybe the right amount of time you want to be in there. I would definitely suggest if you have any medical conditions especially if you have uh, medication, if you have any sort of you know, circulation issues, all of that, if you're pregnant, all of that, I would suggest talking with somebody who's a, who's a physician who can speak to your situation personally. Um, but my number one is just don't ever do this with alcohol in your system um, and have somebody else there, number two, who knows what they're doing. Number three, just more of like a nice to have, but um, from what I understand, it's good to have a window. If you are Pairing this with training, it's good to have a window of about an hour on either side rather than just doing a really high-intensity workout and then jumping right in. 
Now, I don't think that's a non-negotiable like the other things I mentioned, but just something to consider, learn more about. Anyway, I'm not here for medical advice. You know that. When you submerge your body into water that's that cold, though, 33 degrees, now it's very hard to think and even hard to breathe, but there's a lot of power in that moment that you first enter because you're faced with a choice on what you're going to do. Okay, Are you going to believe what your body is automatically telling you, that your life is in danger and you need to get out right away? Or are you going to approach the situation slowly with curiosity, taking control of your breathing, testing your immediate physical reactions by assessing the reality of the situation? Did you like the breathing effect I added there? (laughs) Respecting your body's limitations while also not subjecting yourself to a primal survival instinct that may or may not bring reality into consideration. You may get in there. Your body says, it's not okay, it's time to go. And that may actually be the reality. Your body may actually be telling you there's a limitation here. And if you don't change the environment that you're in, you're in danger. But there's wisdom in knowing how to test your limitations or perceived limitations. Wisdom is control over the mind. And a mind governed by the flesh just does whatever its body tells it. But a mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. There's control. There's curiosity and patience. Approaching the situation slowly recognizing the choice you have at any given moment. And all of this is happening within just a few seconds. But in those few seconds, there's an opportunity to develop the skill of what I call self-regulation. And this is what I believe, this is the practice or demonstration of what the Bible talks about in Romans 12 too, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can either operate from memory, in which, by the way, our body stores memories, It stores trauma from our life, maybe experiences we didn't like. You can operate from memory or you can operate from growth. And growth approaches things with a bit more curiosity, saying, man, here's what my body's telling me. Let me me check in with reality here. Or even better, let me ask Holy Spirit what he sees, the truth about the situation in the reality. Because it's important to know our bodies don't always know. In other words, our bodies don't know the difference between, as a practical example, a triggering text message or email and a lion chasing us down. The body's survival instinct is to just jump to fight or flight or freeze, which is sympathetic tone, to keep us out of harm's way, to self-protect. And to the untrained mind, a mind governed by the flesh, anything that our bodies consider a threat is triggering for that physiological response. But it's not until we discover that that triggering email or text message isn't life-threatening that our spirit, one, can give our mind, two, the power to bring our body, three, three part beings, under submission. Not only changing the way we see the situation, but also changing how we feel in the situation. This is changing our state. This is growth. This is a renewed mind. And the more that we're able to experience a change to how we not just perceive a situation, but how we experience it, 
the more we're able to build those new neural pathways that reinforce, oh, wait, that's an old mindset I had, and it doesn't apply to this current reality. In other words, just because I had conversations that flared up into something in the past, anytime there was conflict, it doesn't mean that that's my current reality in this relationship. Just because my body is telling me cold water is threatening because of hypothermia and everything that fear wants to instill in me, it doesn't mean that that is necessarily the reality in this situation because I've got people watching me. I am educated before I step in here. I'm in control and I can choose to change the environment at any time. And I'm doing this with safety precautions in mind. The skill of self-regulation is something we can all grow in. The process of being transformed by the renewing of our mind is something we can grow in. It's not something we have to sit back and wait to happen. Now, cold exposure, the reason we did that is because it's a powerful means of that demonstration. Demonstrating that we can grow in this skill of being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Maybe the first time we go into the ice bath, it's only for 30 seconds. Maybe the second time, it's for two minutes. Maybe the third time, it's for four minutes. And we recognize each time through the practice of exposure, we can test our true limitations against our perceived limitations. We can train our body to come into submission. We can discover that we might have a mindset that does not match the reality of a given situation. Something to think about. Now, just a quick kind of personal moment for me. It was really powerful as I was, uh, everybody went through a couple times and it was really powerful as I was watching the clock for one person. I was counting down because we, we capped it at five minutes just to be safe. Uh, it was everybody's first time doing this type of cold exposure. And so I just wanted to be on the safe side. But as I was counting down for one person, they were they had, they had gone once and they were going a second time. They did about two minutes the first time. They were coming up on the last minute of five, their second round. And they were trying to see if they could, you know, practice this perseverance, finding the line for them, whatever's best for them. And so there was worship music playing in the background. And they were in that final minute and I was counting down. And I just told them to think about all the things that they'd persevered through the last few years that we'd been working together and and all the conversations we'd had, the conversations that they've had, the decisions they've made, the changes they've made, the hard things they'd overcome. And I just felt Holy Spirit show up. It was really powerful. And God's faithfulness was so evident in that one moment where I was reminding them to be reminded of all the things that they've been through and the practical ways that they had applied this same principle in their life already and how that would make, ultimately, that would make, you know, what they were doing in that moment, that final minute they were in that ice bath, just a reinforcement of what they'd already done. In other words, just give them confidence. And it was really special because I just, I, I got a little emotional as Um, the worship music was playing and I was reminded of all these conversations. I was just flooded with all those memories and I was just reminded of how faithful God is. You know, when we do things in the natural, God does the supernatural. And I've just seen that over and over again for this person. I've seen it in my own life. And, and 
you know, the, the truth is in that moment, this person's ability to adapt and stay flexible, to accept the discomfort for those short five minutes, it, I think it was so powerful because it was representative of so much more growth that has happened spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and even physically through that process of even them growing in the skill of self-regulation, but also just trusting that God will show up when they make the effort. And just kind of to wrap this all up in terms of my message to you, in my effort of trying to communicate that you can grow in this skill of self-regulation, that it can improve how you experience life as you come into alignment with God's perception and even your body's own true limitations. I want to balance that with a message of you still need God to show up and he still will show up. You still need God's faithfulness and he is still faithful even when we can't get it all right, even when we don't do the best in, quote, regulating ourselves in a conversation. And I can't tell you how many times I can look back and go, wow, I really mishandled that whole situation and God was still faithful. But he was really faithful, or I saw the faithfulness most as I took steps to exercise what was truly within my control sought his perspective, recognized my own limitations and said, God, I actually need your help here. I may have this all wrong. And that's why I believe the Bible says he exalts the humble and comes against the proud. I'm paraphrasing, but the point is, it's when we approach more with curiosity, when we say I'm open to the fact that I might not see things properly, that's when there's real breakthrough opportunity. And in the ice exposure, the cold exposure ice bath moment, we were finding that line of, do I really know what's happening? Or am I just going through life, listening to whatever my body tells me? And I want to get closer and closer and closer to recognizing what is reality? What is the true limitation my body has versus my perception based on my memory? And it's when we're able to approach that situation, this example, the cold exposure ice bath moment with curiosity, that we're able to kind of test that practically. But I don't want to get too far away from that message that God's faithfulness is truly what we need. And, you know, in that same vein, he's given us a body and learning how to, how to live as a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body, I believe that is part of our responsibility. And as we grow and understand how to live as that three-part being, I believe we start to see really, wow, God, you are so faithful in the way that you designed us and the way that you gave us control through our minds with our spirit being empowered with your spirit, Holy Spirit, to lead us into wisdom and understanding life and peace. So anyway, I hope that that all kind of comes together for you. I want you to know that you are empowered to grow in the skill of self-regulation, but you also, at the end of the day, we all need the Lord to lead. And I believe it's it's in this process of learning to grow in this three-part being, spirit, soul, and body, that we're able to kind of see 
all of those things come together. And, and this was just a means of demonstrating that practically. So I hope that that resonates. But last thing I'll say is at the time of speaking, we have our last boot camp of 2022 coming up. If you or someone you know is at that crossroads looking for more clarity around their identity, purpose, priorities, how all those things come into alignment with principles and practicals, if you want to spend eight weeks with me, I've closed the first group, but the second group has one spot open. So just message me with the word bootcamp on Instagram, LinkedIn, email, my website, tjlovefo.com, and we'll talk about next steps. And if it's the right fit, it'll be a good opportunity for you to really come into 2023 at an accelerated level, having your head on straight, in more control, taking care of health as the foundation, and then applying some of these principles that overflow into all these other areas of your life professionally, relationships, and other things. So very much a personal development program. It's called Live Your Legacy for a Reason. Over the years since I've been doing this, we've seen people totally change their trajectory for the legacy that they are going to leave. And it's been a very eye-opening process for many. So I'll leave it at that. Share this episode or share the podcast if somebody comes to mind and you think that they'll appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you.